How's it flowing, y'all? Welcome back to the Opportunity on the Mic podcast, a show where we connect and amplify the voices in our communities who have taken the call to rise to the opportunity. I'm your co-host, Kelvin Nunez, along with my co-host, director of the Opportunity Program here at Hamilton College, Aaron Ray. Hey, hey. And today, we have another, another, another fantastic interview to jump into. But before we do that, y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what we have to do. We have to talk about Aaron's inspirational quote. Yeah, so this this quote comes from my favorite tennis player of all time. I know a lot of people will think, really, that player? But this person's always been my favorite. And so the quote is, just believe in yourself. Even if you don't, pretend that you do. And at some point, you will. And that is from Venus Williams. Yes, Venus Williams that is, is a my bar. favorite tennis player because what people don't Serena gets all the love true yeah yeah because she's a great tennis player but when they started Venus was winning all the time and that's mm. when I started watching tennis so that's why Venus is always and she she overcame a lot of health challenges so Venus is my my favorite tennis player of all time wow yeah and Venus sounds like an inspiration in herself to come up to overcome those challenges and to set the way for Serena that's Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And and she was humble enough to like be okay with Serena surpassing yeah, her, passing the her younger sister. Mm-hmm. Everyone always thought they were twins. They're not twins. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, Venus, for sure. Venus Williams. I love Serena too, but Venus. Venus the heart. Aaron's doing yes. the heart at the studio yes. right now. And yeah, this is another fantastic quote. And it's just it's just about being persistent with yourself, it seems like. I feel like a, a lot of our quotes lately have been about like checking within yourself. Yeah. Right. Even even if the outside is not doing good, control what you can on the inside. That's right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a beautiful. Look at, look at that in depth. You must have taken a philosophy class or something. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Franklin. <laughs> Opie Summer. What's up? <laughs> but hey, all, all of these inspirational quotes have made me reflect over our time, Aaron. Good. I'm, I'm getting glad. to. I'm getting to a spot. Glad. <laughs> Appreciate glad. you. So now it is time for us just to check in with each other, see how we're doing. So, Aaron. What you do today? How you been? I'm good, man. I got a fresh haircut. Oh, freshy. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Can I see it? Turn her a little bit. Take, take the headphones. Oh, oh, yes, sir. Okay, okay. Cut out. Shout out to Luke the Barber at Gentleman's Barbershop on Ariskany. If you need a haircut, Luke is your go-to. Look him up on Booksy. You can find him. Book an appointment. Yeah. Make sure you tip him well. Tip him well. Shout out, Luke. Okay, okay. You know, don't, you know, don't berate the calendar. Right, yeah, don't still- don't take up my haircut appointment <laughs> slots, but you know, get yourself a haircut. Get yourself a get yourself a good haircut. Also, he went to school with a lot of our students, so oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. He he grew up in the Utica area, graduated from Proctor with some of our current seniors, um, Philip and and Sala mm-hmm. and Regina. Um, so you know, support support your local barbers. Absolutely, absolutely. How about you? What's what's new with you? Hey man, I'm just I'm so excited. Because I, I have an MLB TV dis, uh, subscription now. So I can oh. watch baseball wherever I go. Oh. And because I'm a student. Oh. I get 30% off. Oh. You know? So I'm watching, I've been watching the Phillies, right? Oh. Um, and I've been looking at the games. And last night we had a walk-off win, baby. Hey. Alec Bone. Let's go. I did, I did see that. You know why I saw that? Why you see it? Because my cousin shared the post. Oh, and your cousin is. 
Oh, Philly's pitcher, Jeff Hoffman. Jeff Hoffman in the building. Well, not today, but one day. No, I'm <laughs> one day. I'll bring him to campus. I'll bring him to campus. That'd be, Do a that'd pitching be awesome. clinic for the, the baseball team at Hamilton. Oh, that, that'd be cool. But no, yeah, Jeff Hoffman has been a fantastic story for my Phillies. You know, y'all know I'm from Philly. I love Philly. I love the Phillies. So this the season had, it started rough. It did start rough. It started rough for us. Turned it around. You yeah. making some noise now. Yeah, so we're excited. We're not going to catch the team that's ahead of us. But that's that's the that's the because it's like sports is so interesting. It can make you feel like, you know, dog water. And then the next day you can feel like the, t- the top of a tree. And that's how I feel right now. I feel really good. We walked it off. We got a W. It is interesting awesome. how how sports in, in this country, in the world in general, like can make or break like your your day, your week, like if your team loses the championship. Like you could be down in the dumps for the for a while. <laughs> You could be having the worst day of your life, and if your team wins the championship, like no one can talk to you. Like you, no, you are on top of the world. As a no. Knicks fan, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> but as as a Yankee and New York Giants fan, I have felt victory, and the New York Liberty this year are are doing some amazing things. So we're gonna get revenge on the Houston Comets, who mm-hmm. ruined my childhood twice. They don't exist anymore, but now it's the Las Vegas Aces who are like. Ridiculous. Are they good. stacked? They're stacked. The Liberty are stacked too. Oh, Brianna Stewart, right? Sabrina. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Sabrina, I can't pronounce her last name, but I know she's yes, really I good. Know, Starts I know with the an last I. Name. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, and they just they you know Epiphany is also on the team. She Ooh. graduated high school when I did, so I've always followed her career through records and everything. Gotcha, gotcha. Epiphany Prince. I, I love women's basketball. Women's basketball is is very pure sport. It is. I they actually it. play defense and they pass the ball. Yes. All the things yes. that James Harden doesn't do. All right, oh, moving on. Oh, that's wild. Well, that is a segue of some type. <laughs> so uh, let's let's freestyle, right? Everything being said, we hinted at it. You see the title, you know who we have. But a little, let's give them a little a little runway, right? Today we have two rising sophomores and vital members of our opportunity program summer staff, our marketing extraordinaire and our philosophy savant, Jasmine Florencio and Carlos Moncada Soto. And how about y'all grab the mic? This feels so weird. (laughs) Isn't it? Don't you have all the power now? Yeah. (laughs) Does it feel weird because the sound quality is so excellent? Like it's so crisp. I was like talking to Riley the other day, like before he came and I was just like, do we not breathe in the mic? Like, do we have to like <laughs> move away when we breathe? <laughs> I've never thought of that. That's yeah. yeah. And we were just like laughing about it for a while. Yeah, no. I don't hear myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> no I don't think so either. Um, but Carlos, how are you doing, Carlos? I'm doing well. A little tired, but going strong i feel that i feel that we're in week four right now of, of this time of the recording of the opportunity program summer and carlos has been putting in that work and philosophy scheming with the <laughs> students trying to yes. you know push them through it and, yeah. and and we see you you're doing a good job thank you of course of course so i think moving on to our, our first question Aaron. yeah um so you know year one's in the books right you did your first year of college successfully talk to us about you know, your areas of interest or potential majors and what you're involved in on campus or, or you know, what you're trying to get involved with on campus and, and how those are, are shaping you. 
as they both point to each other. <laughs> um, I'll go first. So, areas of interest in terms of major, I am my intended major right now is computer science. Um, the things I'm involved in on campus, well, freshman year it was core four, and AppDev at Hamilton. AppDev is a like software engineering type. Okay. For computer science. And what was the first one? Uh, core floor. Core floor. So what What do they do? Basically, volunteering and learning more about multicultural um people. Awesome. Stuff like that. Yeah. That's cool. Oh. Okay. How about you, Jasmine? <laughs> um. Right now, I am hoping on majoring in gov. Um. And for a while, I thought about like art history. Um, and that's like one of the big things on this campus, like being in the liberal arts, you get to experience a lot of different things. Um, and that's completely fine. Right. And, um, I was thinking about doing art history as like a minor, but now I think I might go into like digital art and media. Um, so I think I might do that. Um, and involvement on campus um i lived in wally j my um first year so like i'm part of like the mindfulness community on campus um i work in the dmc i'm a dmc interna international student ambassador awesome yeah then how do you all feel like those those directions are shaping you like is it is this kind of how you've always wanted to to kind of grow as like academically or is are these directions kind of like new to you uh somewhat new since i'm still trying to see what direction i want like i like even though it's computer science right now i am taking a religious studies about the new testament i grew up christian so i was like i might as well like go into this how i like it if i do like it maybe i might minor studies or something so like it's always new directions and not sure. Also do wanna get involved more into La Vanguardia. Hey, which is the, nice. That's my tough. next club. I like it. That's good. Um I well for the most part I came in just wanting to do gov. But like obviously like things happen in college, like you're not the same person that you used to be mm -hmm. and like your life doesn't like turn out the way you envision it, I guess. Um so now with like, you know, like my passion for social media, um, I've become like more open to the idea of like digital arts. And luckily, like with the DMC, like I get to work on the, the international like student like newsletter mm -hmm. um, and just like learning about like different websites and like how to like program stuff. Like it's just so interesting. Um, and yeah. That's so cool. I love how new opportunities on campus or like, you know, we, we mentioned a lot for Hamilton, the yeah. open curriculum, just yeah. it pushes you. It's like, go explore something, do something new. Yeah. And that's, that's such a great part of being here. Yeah. I, I took like two cinema classes, my soft, like my that's what's uh, up. spring semester mm -hmm. it was Russian cinema and Italian cinema. So I, I just so took so them so because so. like open curriculum, why not? Mm -hmm. so, what, uh, what was the difference you saw between Russian and Italian cinema? 
Yeah, it's just different techniques, uh, different inventors of techniques. Italian, we focused on like neorealism, like realism after the war and communism that um, affected essentially Italy. And then talked more about the technique for Russians. That's cool. yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, I, I remember taking a cinema course my freshman year too. It, it didn't go that well, but <laughs> <laughs> I remember having a lot of fun being like, wow, Russian cinema is so interesting. So to hear like how Italian cinema, because those things always happen with the time that what's going on, the, the impacts, the socioeconomic things that's happening. Yeah. Uh, that's really cool to hear. Open curriculum. Shout out Yay. open curriculum. There you go. Now, now going back to where it all started, childhood, right? Who, who were you as a kid? What were, what were your interests and, and sort of what opportunities surrounded you? Uh, to help support you in those those interests? Uh, interests academically? Academically, but also socially? Like, what, what were you involved in? What Or what did you do for fun? What video games did you play? What books did you read? <laughs> you know, over here, NBA what, Live 99. NBA Live 99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, socially, it was always soccer. I grew mm -hmm. up low-income area, so, like, we... All we did was just play soccer outside every single day. So I did join the soccer team, my middle school here. I got um best defender. Hey. Okay. Um Yeah, I um academically I would say it, it's always been about computers for me. Mm. Computer science. I'd like to break down computers, learn about like little things like HTML or just man line or not just like fidgeting around that um uh in terms of surrounding me uh academically it never surrounded me i always had to pursue mm. what uh like the opportunities and thankfully i was able to get into a program um scholars to college program founded by uh coach k uh, oh, okay. I've yeah, met him a couple yeah. times actually. Oh, oh you're oh. friends with Coach K? Okay, Carlos did not write six yeah. degrees separation. Only one degree separates me I, from Coach K. That's cool. That's cool. I, I actually met Zion from that. What? He just is came he as big as he? Looks. I was like half his size. Yeah, no, Zion. <laughs> I was like, I'm it big. Zion's big. Like, Zion. <laughs> He's big. Not gonna lie. Wow. But yeah, Did you and play one on one with him. No. Trash to him. No, I, I dapped him up because I was oh, like, him up? Nice. I, I knew like how big he was, so I yeah. was like, all right, I might as well just like. You're like, what up? <laughs> but yeah, and the Emily Center uh, that did college to college, they helped me a lot. College process and oh, awesome. getting into all these programs that I did back in high school, and yeah, so. They really helped me. That's the opportunity. Shout out to Coach K. Yeah. Shout out Coach K. Yeah. Shout out Zion for that depth. No, it was Syracuse <laughs> basketball, but shout out to Coach K. Yeah. Um, How do you top that, Jasmine? I don't think I can. Um, but, I mean, growing up, um, being, like, first gen and everything, I think, like, at a young age, I had to, like, advocate for my family mm -hmm. and advocate for my mom. And I think stemming from that, I just became really good at like arguing, not arguing, but like knowing to stand my ground um, and just becoming confident in who I am. 
-hmm. And so just also like the era that I was growing up in, like being like AOC and like that, like specific class of like representatives, like, you know, like go and like demand their space that they like needed to hold. I think that that ultimately like inspired me. And I was just like, no, I need to work in gov. Like, why are we waiting for change if we could just do the change ourselves? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I went to all girls schools, like all of my life, like most of my life, like charter schools. I went to Brooklyn Emerging Leaders Academy for high school. And then my middle school was girls prep on the Lower East Side. Um, and they were really big on empowering women of color. Um, and that's like who I owe, like the person that I am today, because if it wasn't for like those environments, like I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of like inspires me to like keep going, just like knowing that like we're like fostering change and like the women, the women of color who are like the first in their families to like go to college and kind of like change the legacy for their family. Um, I think that's what like ultimately like led me to be here. Um, and yeah, I mean, and in terms of like opportunities, um, I got involved with this um, program in New York City called um, Girls Right Now. And they like pair like young girls with like writing mentors. And then at the end of the year, they like publish their pieces. So I have like two pieces that are that I published. Um, And I like owe it to them, too, because I'm like, that's insane. Like I graduated high school with like a piece that was published already. You have two published pieces. Yeah. And it's it's so cool because um, they like send the book. It's like an anthology just like filled with like different pieces written by like different girls. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I when I got my book, it was also like during COVID like time. Um, but like when I got the book and I just remember like showing my mom and I was like, mom, look, like I wrote a poem about you. And she was just like so happy. Like it was just such a big deal. And I still like have it. And like I, I remember like just looking at that book, like whenever I felt down and being like, oh, my God, I did. Like that's such a big thing. Um, but that's also like one of the opportunities that kind of like led me where I am today yeah that's amazing <laughs> that's so cool <laughs> we all have sorry coach k you've been talking yeah i'm about to say <laughs> but we have some beautiful, beautiful backgrounds it sounds like for carlos it's like pursuing those opportunities and, and like tracking them down right and then for you jasmine it's like being able to to have them but also how can we make it more accessible yeah right and how can we keep keep this line of progressing because like you said the, the new congresswoman and, and a lot of new members are, are really inspiring and, and, yeah. and influencing for people to stand their ground and use their voice. Yeah. Beautiful. So I think that kind of goes into our next question where you were t- kind of talk about like a program that really helped mentor you. Yeah. So now we're, we're seeing, we're kind of seeking a person, a mentor, a person who pushed you to where you are today. And what was the biggest lesson they've taught you? <laughs> do you want to go first yeah um i'll go first um when i think about the biggest person who pushed me to where i am today it would probably be my older sister um she me and her like we went through the same things that growing up right growing up in low-income areas never really had the opportunities we had to pursue them and she she was actually the first one 
graduate college, my family. So I looked up to her a lot because I know just how much we struggled uh, growing up and like looking that she never gave up. That's something that always helped me and still helps me to this day because I know that if she can do it, I can do it as well. Absolutely. And she's always, she's always looking out for me and trying to uh, help me in any way whenever she can. And when I think about the biggest lesson she's taught me, it's to never give up. Mm-hmm. Uh, si se puede. Si se puede. Yeah. Yep. You know? yep. So it's probably her that always helped me and pushed me to where I am today. Um, I wish I could just like bottle up like all the women in my life and just like, because I feel like in a way, like the woman like around you really just like help you like become into the person that you are like yeah. without our mothers, like who would be, um, and like, obviously like my mom, like she sacrificed a lot for me here. Um, my writing mentor from my program, um, Mary Darby, I I just spoke to her like a week ago and like we caught up and it was just like so like fulfilling, like knowing that like I met her like my freshman year of high school and now I'm like about to be a sophomore in college and I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) Um, And also like, obviously like Joe. Um, Joanna. Yeah. Joanna. Today's her birthday. Um and I I still remember like when I met her, I like came to um visit the school for the first time, like do a tour. And <laughs> and um my high school like college counselor at the time, like I remember I talked to her and I was like, I think it would be better for me to speak to a like woman of color, like student, like first gen, like me, especially because I was scared going to a PWI. And I was like, I can't like, I feel like it'd be better for me, but also to like be better for my parents because they were touring with me. Absolutely. And I, I felt like it would give them like a better peace of mind, like meeting a like student who like went through the same like thing that I went through um and so we met Joe I still remember like seeing her for the first time like outside of admissions um and she was just like talking to my parents a lot and she was just like telling me that everything's okay but like one of the biggest things that I liked is that she just didn't sugarcoat anything um and so, I remember, yeah, that was the first time. And then during my OP, like, summer, she was my mentor. Yep, yep. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I think from there, like, our relationship just, like, blossomed into, like, an amazing, like, relationship. Like, she got me the job at the DMC. Like, mm-hmm. I literally don't know who I would be if, like, she wasn't here. And, like, she's going to graduate next year. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> we're all um, feeling that way yeah. <laughs> but yeah definitely like i i owe it to like the woman in my life 
Yep. Beautiful, beautiful response. And and we were dancing over here when you were talking about yes. uh, Joanna. Just because, you know, Aaron, <laughs> we were talking about Aaron being a puppet master <laughs> during his time in Opportunity Program. Cassie Magasis, shout out to Cassie. Yes. I was like, hey, Aaron, I have a student who's coming to visit campus and she would love to be shown around campus from one of your students. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I have the perfect person, <laughs> Joanna. And then Joanna did it. And afterward, I was like, how was it? And Joanna's like, Oh my gosh, she's amazing. She has to come here. <laughs> so it was a match made in heaven. And yep. you know, the the mentor mentee matching during the summer was just the extra like no yes. kiss. Yeah, no no kiss. kiss. <laughs> so perfect. Oh, uh, that's so great to hear. All right. Um, moving on for our next question. Uh, what moment would you consider the pivot in your life? A moment or period uh, in time that set you on your current trajectory at Hamilton? Um, I actually wrote about this for Ooh. my college application. I'm here to Hamilton. Um, so growing up in a low-income area, right? I I wasn't as I wasn't influenced the best, and growing up and going to high school, I. I wasn't doing my best to the point where I would be going to Hamilton someday. But one day working with my dad, I uh I work I work with him in welding. I've been working with him since I was like thirteen. Mm. But uh he really made me think about all the sacrifices that um made for us. And I just really thought about it and I wanted to have a future, a better future, one that would be good and so that my parents would be proud of me. And I uh, I really started to think about how uh how my parents came here and gave me a better opportunity. They didn't grow up with those opportunities. They grew up very poor. And when you when you grow up with immigrant parents, it's uh you you get desensitized a bit about how they crossed the border thing. Mm. But when you really think about it, like they were like my age, and like imagine me going to like the Netherlands or something. Like no, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Like that's yeah. essentially what they did. Like yeah, like bro, I still get scared to order at Taco Bell, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> for, for like you said, like our age doing that type of this is nothing yeah. short of heroic, honestly. Yeah, and they did it for us. So I um I really thought about that, and I and I changed my trajectory, kind of. I I pivoted, nice, and I started doing well in school, going more into the um programs that I was trying to get into. Just pivoted overall. I was able to come here to Hamilton. I remember that essay. That one hit me as a parent. Uh, I was like, oh. <laughs> right there. Oh. Right there, my heart. <laughs> one, good essay. Very good. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, Carlo. Okay. <laughs> so when, when did you have that realization? Like, was it at some point in high school or... It, it was working with my dad. Working yeah. with him, right. When, when we really talked about it, it was just one night where we're working on 
hand railing. Um, we just really started talking, just father and son. Mm-hmm. He really just laid it out to me, and I, I just, I, I don't know why, but before that, I, I was just very selfish in a sense. Mm. But after that, I really started trying to be the best person I could, I could be, and try trying to be a person that my parents could be proud of. Mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, those those father son work um times will sober you up sometimes yeah i remember because i i heard you say you were working with him when you were 13 i remember doing that with my father too <laughs> he, he worked bodegas in philly yeah. um you know he never got to own his own he just would always migrate from one store that needed a worker another store that needed a worker and all that stuff and i just remember he'd bring me to a store and i'd just be like oh it's a different store and he's like yeah but we, we put the work in and i was yeah. like that's that's right that's about you know changing your perspective mm-hmm. Just those things that, that sober you up when you start to see the things your parents are grateful for. And you start remembering that there's so much potential you have that you can tap into. And like you said, I feel it's, it's about wanting to make them proud, but also wanting to realize like the opportunity you have. Because that's all they wanted to give us was an opportunity. So that's a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Freestyle. Freestyle jazz, man. Um. The whole like college application process, like a major pivot moment for me because my sister got into her school like really like early, early on and she was already set on what she was doing. Um, And I'm going to be completely honest, like I did not like the idea of being like in New York. (laughs) I like. I see myself as such a city girl, like the idea of like coming here, I was just like scared about, I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Um, but I just remember like talking to myself and being like, like, it doesn't matter like where you go to school, right? Like just as long as you do good and get that degree and like you put it to work, that's all that should matter. And I had to have that conversation with myself because I just, I knew that like my family was going to have like really high expectations of what I was supposed to be doing with my life um, and like where I would be going to school. Right. So like, and it's always like hard, like growing up a twin, like your family's just so like, so easily like compares you guys to one another. Um, so it was always like, oh my God, Jennifer's going to California. And it was like, oh, okay, but Jasmine will stay here. And I think that was like one of the moments where I was just like, no, like, fine. If I decide I don't want to leave, like, that's completely fine. Um, and I think that was one of the, the moments where like I had to like change my mindset and I had to have like a conversation with my mom about it. Um, but I think that would be one. Um, and then another one is kind of like, a moment that I'm going through right now, like deciding what I want to major in or minor. Um, and like, there's so many options here. Right. Um, but I also like, don't want to limit myself to just gov because I'm not just gov. Like yeah, I'm so much, I'm yeah. so much yeah. more than just gov. Um, and I, and I also like, don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to limit like my creative like senses. Yeah. 
Um, so that's something that I'm going through right now that I think is definitely like going to change my, my like progress. So now you have three years left, both of you at Hamilton, right? Knock on wood. Yeah. Three years left. <laughs> do well in their classes. <laughs> this is a wooden table. Um, <laughs> You know, what what are you hoping to to learn or work on or accomplish or what do you want your lasting legacy to be? What's what's your 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 three year plan for Hamilton? Start with Jasmine this time. No. Oh, got your back, Carlos. I got your back, Carlos. Start with Jasmine. Um I don't know. Um I kind of want to have like my Angela Davis. Ooh. I feel like that would be so cool. Who's on your bucket list? Who would you want to bring? I don't know. Um, Michelle Obama. I feel like that would be so cool. That would be huge. That would be awesome. Um, do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, <laughs> um, Kabul, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, I think that would be so cool. Um, not really sure. Um, I have like a lot of ideas of like things that like could do like. My high school was really big on like, um, like bringing like powerful women and like different industries and like, and like allowing the students to have conversations with them and just like networking. That I feel like that would be so cool and that would definitely work at like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would. Um, yeah, I like it. Okay. Keep yeah. Going, keep, keep going. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> um, I think that's that's kind of like an idea that I have. Okay. All right, we won't make you spill all your secrets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Co-opting them, right? <laughs> like, oh, I heard this great idea on a podcast. <laughs> okay, that, that would be cool, though. I think yeah. we, we, should, we should talk offline. Yes. <laughs> talk offline. Uh, for me, well, I hope to, like, learn the skills to become a good uh, computer science major to get a good job today. That's the obvious. Uh. I do want to get more involved with La Vanguardia. Um, last year, because of like scheduling conflict, conflicts and everything, working, being adjusted, so just college overall. I, I, I did go to a couple meetings, but not too much. But I really do want to get more involved in the Latinx community here. Because back in uh, Durham, North Carolina, where I come from, I I always surrounded myself with like Latinos, and it's always been a very big Latinx community, both in my neighborhood and just really anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just helping new freshmen acclimate to the environment, that would be something I really want to. That's to be Uncle Carlos. <laughs> All the first G year. Carlos. <laughs> uh, I, I, I love that those plans for y'all, right? Le- leaving a legacy, but also pushing it forward uh, for the incoming students to experience and to learn about what we have here. All right. That's great to hear. So now, now we're it's on. Time. Near it's time. It's time for rapid, rapid fire mode. Rapid fire questions. Boop, 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 boop. Aaron. To start us off, this is usually Kelvin's question, but I get to ask today. What was your welcome to the league moment in college? What was that moment when you were here that you're like, whoo, I'm not in Kansas anymore. Or in your <laughs> case, is New York City, <laughs> North Carolina. Um, well, for me, my welcome to the league moment 
I remember uh, I was taking three STEM classes. And one I do remember that. I was like, why class. is he doing this? <laughs> well, who said he could do this? And Betty, why'd you let him do this? And I remember like I had like two tests and, a, and an essay due. And it was all in the span of a week. Two tests were on the same day. And I was just like, man, this isn't high school anymore. <laughs> that is, this is And crazy. one of them was computer science? <laughs> nah. Oh, you, you got through it. I got through it. It was, like, it was a little tough, though. I'm about to say, you probably was sweating a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, like, got, I still remember this. Like, I got, I mean, I'll just say it now because, like, I'm, like, completely fine with it. I got a 22 on my midterm for international relations. And it was so bad. Like, I had to, like, speak to my academic advisor, and I had to speak to the professor, and I was just like, I am so sorry. Because, like, obviously, like, it sucks, especially, like, coming from, like, a small high school where, like, you know, like, you're top of your class, whatever, to, like, now suddenly being at the bottom. Like, it just hits, like, it hit me in the face. Um, and like, I had to talk to my professor and like, luckily, like we figured everything out and I passed the class and I like took, I decided to like take the paper out. So I had to write like three papers for that class. Mm -hmm. And like, I got really good grades on those papers. Hey. Um, I got everything I needed to finish, but like now looking back, I would just be like, damn, like, <laughs> that was so hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but we went through it. I learned a lot from that. Um, won't do it again. For sure. Um, but yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it, th those happen. <laughs> I'd say. So bad. Th th those We've happen. all had those moments. Yeah. They, they hit you and then you start learning. Oh, okay. Not only is there like a material stuff, but there's, a, a, there's still a learning curve to test taking sometimes. Yeah. Right. Especially international. Like, I know. Yeah. I'm like, why did I even, <laughs> I'm not even doing like international like gov. I'm like, why did I take But. It'd be like that. You learned. Yeah, You're yeah. probably a better student today because of that experience. For sure. True, yeah. You, you had to reach out to your advisor, or maybe they reached out to yeah. you. But you still had those conversations, mm -hmm. and you were able to be mature about it and go for it. And then yeah. like, it was like, you killed those papers. Yeah, yeah. Right? And that's something we can't teach in our <laughs> summer program. No. Right? Like, no. It's, it's, it's just kind of like time management. Like, you have to experience oh, yeah. it before you'll actually take it serious. Like, no one ever takes the time management assignment mm -mm. serious. Like, they're like, ah, oh, here's my schedule. I didn't <laughs> even try. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> no, so it's the same yeah. thing with that. It's like, oh, yeah, this class will be easy. I can play Jenga during tutoring. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't directed at anyone here, but uh, and then boom, they get 22 on the exam. Oh. Uh, sometimes you just need to experience those L's yeah. and, and, and learn from them. Yep, yeah. Yep. Take your licks and keep moving forward. Right. <laughs> I think the other day, RJ, we were like during the basketball tournament, uh -huh. he was like, I'll take two L's and then I'll turn them into a W. And I was like, <laughs> we need that on a t-shirt or something. Cause I was wow. like, yes, like you need to learn from your mistakes yep. and that's completely fine. And it might hurt along the way and it might like mm -hmm. hurt your ego, but mm -hmm. you got to go through it. Yes. Virtue, virtue. You have to. So our next rapid fire question. So tell me, in your humble and sensible opinion, list five unconventional uses of a book. How big of a book? Like you could use it <laughs> as such a Carlos response. <laughs> <laughs> it's because like you can use it as like a stepping stool, but it depends how big the book. 
Sure, the book is big enough to be used as a stepping stool. Mm-hmm. Just any, think of like any size book, whatever calls for the occasion. Yep. So we have stepping stool, that's one. Um, could be. Like a, not a ball, but like something to play with. A projectile? <laughs> All right, Jasmine, have, any ideas um, over here? Oh, like a tripod, like you know, like you could like oh. put your camera up or like mm. something like that. Um, fly swatter. Um, oh, that's four. Fly swatter. Blackout push. Yeah, that's that. That's an activity. Well, <laughs> it is a little bit unconventional. I because people do it, but people don't do it as as well. All right. So yeah, I, I wanted to try that out because it, it definitely is a very weird question, uh, <laughs> and one that you know has been on me. the island. You can use it as kindling. There uh, you go. You know. There you go. Or honestly, I like I was obsessed with paper airplanes growing up. Yes. I would just make a fleet of paper airplanes. <laughs> or origami. For what? I don't know. But I have a fleet. Do y'all have a fleet of paper airplanes? <laughs> no. <laughs> so hey. Next question. What? in your opinion, makes the opportunity program so special or what's your favorite moment of being a student involved in the program? Um, I guess my response will answer both sense, but when I think about the opportunity program, it's, it's a lot like a family in a I sense. I, re- I remember very vividly <laughs> when we came back and it's like, student orientation like the first day we were on the field all field like i remember sandor just like yelling op like everyone <laughs> just riling like everyone that's op riling around him like it, it just felt like a family yeah. but special i've not heard that story i like that i like that <laughs> i like that you it also did. sounds like sandor yeah yeah oh it does. It <laughs> does. shout out to sandor, shout out sandor. <laughs> I think the people, the people make, like, the community just feel so, like, real and genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, they always just, like, supported. Like, I, like, one instance in which I felt that was, like, I didn't tell anyone about, like, my job, like, working in the international, like, services. And I remember, like, we released the first newsletter. And I, and like, I kept it a secret, like only Carlos knew that I was doing that. And then I remember like in our group, me group chat, like, I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure who was, I don't know if it was like Norma or Yurelli, but they were like, oh my God, Jasmine, like, congrats. Aww. And they like, they send a, a screenshot of like the newsletter that I wrote. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know y'all were, would notice. Like no one really checked their emails like that. So I was like, ah. <laughs> like, cause I feel should. like, yeah, I feel like people usually just like, or that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like y'all really took that. Um, but yeah, I feel I felt very like supported. And so if you were to explain the opportunity program to a prospective student, which you were not too long ago, what would you say? It's a program that helps disadvantaged students and gives them opportunity. Um, acclimate to 
a college environment, college work, five weeks. And even after those five weeks, there are faculty that help you. Really, anything college-related, they're there to help in any sense. And it's with that Webster Dictionary definition. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jasmine? I think of it as like a like a exclusive club. Ooh. Like I don't mm. I don't like to Bougie. think of it as like <laughs> I don't like to think of it as like we're like disadvantaged students, so we need one because that that's not mm. what I what I think it is. It's not how I see it, and I don't want to boot it that way. Um, but I remember the other day, like some students asked me, like, "So why are we here?" And I and I told them like guys are like a small group of people who are able to like have like special support that other students don't have. like who else could you go to to like borrow an ipad or like an apple pencil or like ask for like extra help like none of these other students get that and i think that's that's what makes op so important is that like they're always there to support you like the office is always there the doors are always open. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah. I think it's just like, we're just special in our own ways. And the opportunity aspect just like allows us to be greater than we actually are right now. Okay. Snap, snap, snap. Now moving on. Favorite faculty member on campus? <laughs> <laughs> they look at each other. <laughs> um... I'll say uh, Professor Margie. And, hey, and Margie. I, whenever, I I, Margie. whenever I see her, like, just like walk each other Martin's way and we just talk. She's just like, just brightens up my day. I don't know. Something about her just brightens up. That's a good way to describe it. She brightens your day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think for me, it would be um, Professor Menon in the art history department. Because she's so sweet. Like, she's one of those people that you meet and you're like, like, you just can't believe that they're like actually like a person. Just because I feel like she's like sweet for this world. Like, we don't deserve her. <laughs> um, and yeah, I love her. She also like was convincing me to do art history. Um, and she's just so nice. Like, she would just like, she would just stop me as I'd be walking like, Hey, like, how are you? Like, just catch up. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember we had like a very long conversation during office hours one time about our like upbringing and like how important it was for like women of color to like succeed academically and like, like further like their knowledge, but also to like help uplift their families and like the generations. Office hours is it's a special place. Yeah. Y'all, if your student's listening, go to office hours. Yes. We talk about yeah. pretty much every episode. Yes. It's like it, office it hours. Yes. Do not be scared of office hours. Go oh. to office hours. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Pivoting a little bit. Pivot. Pivot. In your opinion, what's the greatest mystery known to humanity? <laughs> that's why we have that question baby yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll break the ice I'll go first yeah, yeah. right now there is a UFO whistleblower uh, oh. he is he is uh, testifying in front of Congress about what? how like right now like I got Whoa. the alert like as I was coming into the office uh, about like how the US government is 
hiding alien spaceships or something. Like we've all seen Independence. Day. Well, okay, maybe not. You guys are young, uh, but there was a movie in the '90s called Independence Day, and like pretty much since then, we've all been pretty convinced that you know we've made contact with aliens and like mm-hmm. we have that technology. And there's like videos that have been leaking online and whatnot, like. It'd be crazy to think that there's no other life out there billions of light years away that have the technology to make it here and study us and take our resources. So uh, to me, like aliens, that, that mm. is the greatest unknown <laughs> mystery. Mm. Like, Wait, unknown or known? Unknown. Because we don't act like, I don't actually know. Like, I've never seen an it, alien. Yeah, like, exactly, yeah. They might look like us. They could be scrolls and, and take, take shape. <laughs> Uh, as us, but I've never seen an alien. But I'm, I'm convinced. I took a course in undergrad called astrobiology, which was the study <laughs> of the potential of life in the solar system. Oh, <laughs> did you know? I did not that there are moons <laughs> around Saturn that have oceans. <gasps> Just I'm gonna leave y'all with that. Like randomly, Europa. Google Europa. <laughs> no yeah, way. The, the oceans are under the surface. But like, yeah, if you look wild. at some of the like the most extreme. Places on on Earth, like inside battery acid, or like in the bottom of the oceans where the pressure is insane. Like life lives; it survives there. Yeah. So if it can survive in those extreme situations, what's to say that it can't survive in other extreme situations on other planets or or other moons? So the the best places to look for potential for life are places with liquid. So. I like that mystery a lot. Yeah. I, I be thinking about that mystery a lot. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. So that's that's my my mystery. <laughs> what about y'all? All right, I gotta go last. You think it real good on it? I got you. I got you. Wait, but we're talking about unknown, right? Unknown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What about you, Jasmine? Oh, I I was gonna talk about. I I mean I think this one's known though. I was going to talk about, like, if we ever did make it. Because, like, there's, like, a conspiracy theory that, like, that video of the first person, the first guy that, like. I'm sure. Yeah. That, like, I guess, like, they have, like, footage of him or something. But, like, the flag was, like, waving in the back. So then there was, like, this conspiracy theory that, like, he never actually went. Because, like, some science stuff. Oh, would the flag actually be waving if it was up in the if there's like no air up there, like what would be blowing? My brain hurts. Solar winds. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So you you think that when the, whatever year it was that we landed on the moon that they had good enough CGI? I don't know because they actually like they talked about how like it was it could have been filmed like at an actual like stage like staging place. Like that would make sense for it to be like waving it like that that much because like the ac maybe like a fan or something that was one so 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 you think that they go through all that effort i don't know that they they would mess up the fan the ac (laughs) (laughs) i don't know that was just that was just the thought i was like "Hmm." and then this other one in um like the footage of like the like this woman and it was at um the famous hotel in California that like is known to like be like very dangerous. Oh, that like that? everyone disappears yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. That, and then that girl that like was caught like by the elevator. Like, yeah. Yo, weird. that was crazy. 
Yeah. Wow. And then they found her body in the water yeah. up on the roof. Oh. Yeah, that one is. That one. I don't be staying in old creepy hotels. Like, I need to be in a current, like, you know, where you can boop, boop your phone to open the door. That's the kind of hotel I need to stay in. I'm not yeah. staying in anything haunted. Like, I, I, the most haunted place I've ever stayed is Bristol. I stayed in or? Bristol one night. Terrifying. No way. Wait, actually, Bristol, like, yeah, like really was, does I, have some. Stuff I mean, to it? I was terrified. I don't know if it does, but That's like, crazy. <laughs> they don't have forks in Bristol. Maybe they do now. Maybe they change because I, I said like y'all don't have any forks. I ordered food. I was the night before I closed on my house. I was commuting an hour and a half oh, to come here, gosh, and they're like, you can stay in Bristol. I'm like, cool. Order food, had delivered, no fork. <laughs> Wandered around Bristol with the lights off, and I'm like, I. <laughs> I'm gonna just lock the door and put something in front of the door. So yeah, That's I can, wild. no way. Yeah, That's I had wild. vibes. That haunted vibes. I'm gonna I'm 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 trust your radar. Yeah, I'm gonna trust it. All right, Carlos, I procrastinated enough for you. Um, when it when it comes to like the greatest mystery unknown to humanity, um, aliens would be one, but I feel like ghosts. Ghosts mm. would be the other. I inspired. Uh, snap, snap, yeah, snap. for. For me, like, I've always thought about it, like, if someone were to someday prove that ghosts exist, that would really, like, open up the doors to a lot of stuff. Like, would people, crazy. it would, like, would, like, mass hysteria and everything go crazy. Because, mm. and I, I actually, like, tried to find ghosts. Sometimes, yo, wait, no, wait, no, wait, I really, wait, wait, wait. you need to be careful because then wait, all of a sudden you like upset the demons, and demons and ghosts are different. Yeah, but like if I can prove that the demons exist, that proves that God exists. You know? Yeah. Bro, so wait, uh, uh, that's the just only, be, we like, just be having these conversations. So like. if I uh, if I'm able to prove the existence of a ghost or a demon, it proves that God exists. That's definitive proof. That's how I've always thought Bro. about it. Bro, we gotta get you. So I really, show. I really want to like <laughs> try and find a ghost. I've been trying to find a ghost at Hamilton, but I'm He's being for real. Like I went on a ghost tour here. Um, wow. They for my American Ghost class, and I. They, apparently, there's a lot of ghosts, but I haven't seen them. Kind of sad about. That. Aaron, what resources can the Opportunity Program provide Carlos in this ambition? Uh, I could bring a a medium to campus. <gasps> Can you actually? Yeah. Like not even joking. No, I'm being I'm being serious. Can you bring them like during the summer or like past? I mean, I was thinking around Halloween. Oh, oh. That, <laughs> no way. Wait, I really want to see this interaction play out. Cause you 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 are very serious about this. Like I, I really like... want to find a ghost. Would you like talk to the ghost? Like would you chop like, it up? I'd do anything. Like, <laughs> Why do we no, all no, look no. at him the same no, way? No, 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 no. Like, no. Uh, who are you gonna honestly, call? Ghostbusters. <laughs> like, if if it comes to it, and the only way that I can prove it exists, if it does, it's me. Like, I would be willing to. I'm going off the rails. Uh, this is no longer OP on the mic. This is. Uh, <laughs> Carlos Ghostbuster on the mic. Okay. Um, before we upset any spirits, um, <laughs> what is one piece of advice? This is a hard pivot. What is one piece of advice you would give to your younger self? Uh, I think I would tell like young Jasmine to keep going. 
keep going. To keep just keep pushing. Keep that, swimming. Just keep swimming. Yeah, just keep swimming. Just swimming just keep that swimming. it'll all be worth it in the end. Yeah, that's Yeah, I'd say um if you work hard, just put in that work and you'll get somewhere. Like just put in that work. And don't take three STEM courses at him. <laughs> Work hard. Don't take three STEM. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Kel, Kelvin, the final question. It's all yeah, yours. Yeah. Final question of the day. Another very important, serious question. On the personal side of things, what is your go-to song for karaoke night? <laughs> I was, oh my God. I think, um, girl, put your record on. Um, That's that would be that would be my go-to. I love that. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Um. Also, no, I think that's that's what I have right now. Um, uh, it's Staff Punk and um. Oh. Called, uh, Arrow. Pharrell? Pharrell. Uh, <laughs> lucky. Yep. Probably that. I have to learn the lyrics. But you gotta know the lyrics. Though, the yeah, character. but like, it'll be in front of me, so <laughs> I, oh, I know how it goes. <laughs> I just need the lyrics. That's true. Shit. <laughs> or, or a song that you know of right now, like how to sing. Um, no, because y'all gonna make me sing. No! Oh, no, now, now we gotta know. Now we gotta know. <laughs> we, we're not we gonna say. We just wanna know, though. We just wanna know. Um... I'd probably do. Wait, I just have to be in a good mindset, but probably happy. Oh, I yeah. love that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you about the music video I was in for that song, but um, anyway, so shout out to y'all for, for uh, being our, our, our first real duet of, of season two. Yay! Yeah, there we go. Round of applause for Jasmine Carlos. <laughs> We appreciate you making time to to come speak to us and join us on the mic and and uh it was a pleasure thank you hey thank you of course of course thank you thank y'all and aaron i think it's time for us to get that outro how about you hit us with it and that's our opportunity on the mic for today make sure to hit that subscribe button and hit us with that five star rating 